So, again, the sermon series is Mark My Words. And so each of our sermon titles through this series will be some of Jesus' actual words from this gospel. So our sermon title this morning is, The Seed Would Grow, He Does Not Know How. I want you to see if this experience of mine rings familiar to you. Recently, I saw a picture of a youth I used to work with at a different church, church in Nashville. And I hadn't seen him in half a dozen years or so, and so I had to do a double take when I saw the photo. This boy who was maybe five feet tall six, years, seven, six, seven years ago is now in high school and tall enough to be in the NBA, I think. And all of a sudden, it seems like all of a sudden, he's a young man. How did that happen? I almost didn't recognize him. He had grown so much. I know that it had been six or seven years since I've seen him, but it's almost like he grew overnight. Like he grew overnight. I'm sure some of you have had that experience before. You don't see a grandchild or a nephew or a friend's child for a while, but when you do, it's almost like you're seeing a different kid altogether because they've grown so much. Now, I remember seeing the Oats boys after COVID. I didn't see the Oats twins for about a year and a half, maybe, something like that. And when we came back together after COVID for a church, as a church, I almost did not recognize them. They had doubled in height. They were already my height, and so now they're twice my height. As parents, we sometimes miss this growth because it happens incrementally, day by day. But then someone will say to you something like, oh, he's gotten so big, or she's grown so much. And then, have you had this experience? You do a double take of your own child. You do a double take of your own child, and you can see it. He has grown so much. She is changing so fast. At the same time, though, there are mornings when our children wake up, and I think to myself, it didn't take years. You literally have grown overnight. This week, our second son walked into our room early one morning. It was dark, and I thought it was our oldest child. And when I saw him that morning, I thought to myself, you have grown two inches in your sleep, it seems. You've grown overnight. There's something magical about watching something grow. There's something magical about watching something grow. That's why I like that Jeff has given our children little plants to watch and see what the surprise will be, what they're growing. There's something magical about that. Magical about watching things grow, whether that is a child or a pet or even a plant. Now, for those of you who garden, you know this feeling. You put a seed in the dirt, you cover it with soil, you water the seed and make sure that it's getting plenty of sunlight, but then you have to wait. You wait because you can't see all that is happening beneath the ground, and you wait because there's not much that you can do about it anyway. And then one day, 
Seemingly out of nowhere, a sprout pokes through the ground. Jesus said this, The kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and he would sleep and rise night and day and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. It's a mystery. It's almost magical. Now we understand the science of botany. We can identify and explain the stages of a plant's growth. But when we don't see it, see it happening, when we can't see what's taking place underneath the gr- ground, that first sprout is always a beautiful miracle. One that, in the end, required very little of us. The earth produces of itself, Jesus says. First the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. When I read that verse this week, I thought about the hymn, Come Ye Thankful People Come, which says it this way, First the blade, then the ear, then the full corn shall appear. In Jesus' parable from Mark, he says, The earth produces of itself. The kingdom of God grows of itself on its own, mysteriously, magically, Miraculously, the biblical commentator Lamar Williamson puts it this way. The point of the parable is that the kingdom of God grows in a hidden, mysterious way, independently of human effort. The parable is significant whenever and wherever we Christians take ourselves and our efforts too seriously seeking by our plans and programs to bring in the kingdom of God. Against such arrogant self-importance stands of itself, a subtle allusion to God's hidden presence and power. Our second parable from today, also from Mark 4, also drives that point home. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. The kingdom of God is like the tiniest of seeds which almost magically can become a great bush or tree even big enough for birds to make their home in it. This morning I want us to consider the question, how does God grow? How does the kingdom of God grow in this world? As we walk through Mark together, we're calling the sermon series, Mark My Words. We're paying careful attention to Jesus' words and his parables and his teaching. And in both of these parables from chapter 4, Jesus says that the kingdom of God is like a seed. The kingdom of God is working and growing in this world in mysterious ways. Like seeds scattered on the ground that grows without us fully seeing and understanding how. Like a tiny mustard seed that grows into a tremendous bush. A lot of that kingdom growth we're destined to miss. Like the underground growth of a small seed, 
We just don't have eyes to see all of the ways that God moves and works and grows in this world. But at the same time, we can keep our eyes and hearts open to spotting the new sprouts, the new stalk breaking through the ground. And when we see that sprout, when we see it, we can celebrate it and we can enjoy the mystery and the miracle of it all. We don't have to understand just how God grows the kingdom of God in this world in order to be a part of it. We just have to be open to the ways that God is working around us, even when we don't fully understand it all. I want to see if this experience rings familiar to you as well. See if you've had moments like this before. A friend comes to mind. A friend just pops in your head. Maybe it's even a friend that you haven't spoken to in a while. And so you call or you text. And the friend responds, you are calling me at just the right time. Have you ever heard that from someone you love before? You are calling me at just the right time. You called me just when I need someone to talk to or someone to pray with. Has that happened to you before? Maybe you were the caller or the texter, or maybe you were the one receiving the call or the message. What do you think that's all about? Is that just luck? Is it chance? Is it coincidence that a person comes to mind right when they needed a listening or supportive ear? Or when we think about these parables, could it be that something is happening below the surface? Something is happening beneath the ground that we can't fully understand or comprehend. I'm a pastor, but I'm also a realist and a semi-logical person. And if I'm honest to you, I don't easily assign God's name or attribute God's name to such things. But at the same time, I have to say, sometimes you just can't explain how things grow and develop. Sometimes we can't explain or comprehend all that's working beneath the surface. This is the mysteriousness described in today's parable. The kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and they would sleep and rise night and day and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed which when sown upon the ground is the smallest of all the seeds on the earth, yet when it is sown, it grows up and it becomes the greatest of all shrubs. How does the kingdom of God grow? We don't know. We can't see how God is working behind the scenes. We wouldn't understand it Anyway, but we don't know all that's happening 
beneath the surface. But when we see the seed sprouting, when we see the plant or the root or whatever part of God's work breaking through the surface, we can celebrate the growth. And although we may have had little or nothing to do with the stalk, we can nurture it. We can help it continue to thrive. We can join in being part of God's mysterious work in this world. But we have to keep our hearts open and our lives ready. You don't have to understand something in order to celebrate it and give thanks for it. So thank God for that unexpected but well-timed phone call. And maybe use the opportunity to nourish a new or old relationship. Or if you've had this experience, thank God for the blessing of a surprising and generous gift. And then find a way to share that gift with others. And what other examples do you have in your own life? Mysterious blessings, miraculous growth, and ask yourself, how can those things be nourished to continue God's work in this world? I've shared this story with you all before, but one summer when we were children, my siblings and I, we were eating watermelon on our back porch. While we ate it, we started into a spitting contest. <laughs> Have any of you done that before with watermelon seeds? We wanted to see who could spit the seed the farthest. A few, le- a few weeks later, we went back onto the porch, and my bro- brother noticed something strange. Something new was growing in the flower bed right below our porch. When we went down the porch steps, we started celebrating right away because there were a few watermelons, a few small watermelons growing in that place below the porch. It felt like a beautiful miracle. We had no idea that it was happening. We couldn't see the watermelon seeds rooting and growing underground. But once we noticed them, we did everything we could to protect them and to nourish them. We wouldn't play anywhere close to them. We made sure that they had sun and water. We had to nourish this surprise, this miracle. I think about that moment often And I wonder, did we really plant those seeds in our spitting contest? And I'm not sure. Maybe it was the the behind-the-scene work of a tricky dad who liked to add some magic into our lives. But either way, it came to us as a surprise, as a beautiful and welcomed mystery and miracle. And so I say once more, You don't have to understand something in order to celebrate it. You don't have to understand a mysterious experience in order to nurture it. We'll never know exactly how God is growing the kingdom of God right underneath our feet. But our job is to keep a lookout, 
Our job is to keep a lookout and then to nourish the miracle. And so my friends, although it's the wrong time of year, I invite you to keep your eyes open for little watermelons. <laughs> keep your hearts and your eyes open for beautiful mysteries. Keep your eyes and your hearts open for tiny seeds growing into great things. Cherish them, celebrate them, and nourish them. The kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. But when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle, because the harvest has come. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, your grace and mercy grow in this world in mysterious ways, like tiny seeds sprouting and spreading and growing below the surface. God, the creator, help us to see how you continue to create new things in our community and world. Help us to keep our eyes and lives open to your presence and activity. And when we see your seeds growing, may we treat them with care. May we nourish them as we join you in bringing the fruit of the Spirit into our community. And so these things we pray as we continue to worship you. And we pray in the name of Jesus using the prayer that he taught us to say, praying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.